0: Oh my god! Are you talking about the new podcast? It's called Grey's World. Oh, hello everyone! Welcome to Grey's World, episode fifteen. No, fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. My bad. Just jumping ahead of myself. Um, how are you guys? I feel like I'm pretty good. Um, I'm remembering back in the day. Re the first five episodes of this podcast. I would literally start the podcast by saying I was depressed every time. You know what? I still recorded the podcast and uploaded it. So anyway, (laughs) I'm not depressed, shockingly. The good weather helps, but I have been insanely tired. Now, is this from the weather change? Like it's becoming warm? Is it like allergies? Also, do I have allergies? So many questions that I just cannot find the answer to. Um, But I do remember this past week, I was just dead tired. Like I was going to bed. I think one night I was like, you know, and you're like, oh, I went to bed at 10. But really that means like you were in your bed on your phone at 10 o'clock. No, 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 no. Eyes closed. I'm no longer awake 10 PM. I was so tired this week. Um, And it's funny because I was kind of tired all week. And then me and Josh got our first dose of the vaccine this weekend. He got his on Saturday and I got mine on Sunday. And we were both so tired from it. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not worried about like side effects of vaccines. Like I know there are some, but I'm not going to not get it. But oh my God, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like we planned on having way more sex than we did because we were both so tired from the vaccine. It was like, damn you, vaccine. I'm really not looking forward to like, I'm already thinking like, oh, when we get our second dose, like we're not going to be able to have sex for like days. Oh my God. Well, I'll just have to remember that and like ramp up the week before. You know what I mean? (laughs) Very important to me. Um, But how was y'all's week? I love that I ask you as if you can answer me, and then I just go in and I answer myself. Um, We did this weekend go to Churchill but we ended up having a little hill day on Saturday. It was so great. We went to the record store, um, Records and Relics, and uh, right by like Tiny Space and Eight and a Half. Um, I wanted to say Dutch and Company, but RIP. Um, and we did find some good stuff. Uh, we we actually went in looking for a specific album because he'll kind of do a um, he'll do a little preview. He'll be like, "Oh, look what I've got! Come in today, no holds." And it's like. You really get me with that. It's like, I understand no holds, but it's like, then we go for a specific record and we walk in we're like, hey, is that Herbie Hancock still here? And he's like, first one I sold. And I'm like, God damn it. But obviously still fun to look, but it's just so, not ironic, but just like, I love when you go to a, to a place for a specific item and you walk in, and they're like, don't have it. It's like, oh, okay. I just walked up this hill just to do this, but okay. Don't worry. I found some Rod Stewart. I found and i love going through the the like he doesn't really have dollar bins per se i'd say they're more like three to five dollars um because none of them are in bad condition he doesn't really take anything that's in shit condition which i appreciate but i do love going through like the lesser looked through areas i found some rod stewart i found a disco compilation which is just guys i urge you compilation vinyls are the best because otherwise it's it's you're not going to get a playlist on a vinyl. It's, it's basically the only way to get a playlist and not a full album. Does that make sense? I guess that makes sense, but I'm obsessed with them because it's just the randomness. Oh, I live for it. And then we walked around. We ended up at Libby Hill because the local gelato I posted about on my Instagram this week, which by the way, my Instagram is at World Um, definitely follow if you're not, I'm sure you are though. <laughs> um, this vegan gelato, I actually, it it was really funny eating it, um, this weekend because I was like, oh my God, this makes me reminisce on quarantine. And Josh is like, oh my God, you're right. That was like your first thing that you would get delivered to you. Like you, do you remember the days when like people wouldn't deliver stuff and then COVID hit and it was like delivery for all. And I love that. I love delivery, but this vegan gelato, I think it's called Devero, Davero, Guys, I don't know. I think it's Davero. It's an Italian word. So like, I'm not going to pronounce it right. She is so good at making this vegan gelato. You would never know it's vegan. Literally, the consistency is so creamy. Some of it is oat milk based, and she makes her own oat milk, of course. Like it's all from scratch, but she does do sorbets too, which are so good. I got the pistachio, which is like her number one best. It is insanely good. It's salted perfectly. It's creamy. You can taste so much pistachio. It's bright green. I love it. And then I also got the lemon sorbet so refreshing and she usually has a um she told me that she has a cart in libby hill on the weekends she also does the south of the james on thursdays she said i guess they do in forest hill park they do something on thursdays now for south of the james um i'm never over there so i couldn't make it i i can't usually make that but just if you can definitely check it out i love that gelato but we did come home and make fish tacos and guys i know that i ran a little QA asking you what you wanted me to make a reel of, and everyone said tortillas. And I literally made tortillas this weekend, but I didn't make a reel of it. And you know why? It's because we were so fucking tired. <laughs> like Josh had gotten his first vaccine, we'd been walking around all day. I don't know. I just was like, I can't, I don't have it in me. So I'm still planning on doing that, but I, I'm sorry that I, it wasn't this weekend. Those fish tacos were so good. He did like a beer batter, like almost tempura style. Rockfish maybe? Oh, my God. And something we forgot to mention on when Josh came on last week and we talked about sauces is that Josh has kind of invented this thing that I call slossa. Yes, I'm saying slossa. And it sounds fucking weird, but it's when you mix salsa and coleslaw together and eat it like chips and salsa. And I know I'm losing you because you're like, what are you fucking talking about? But I'm telling you, if it is the right salsa and the right, it's got to be like a chopped, got like a mayonnaise-based chopped slaw with a fresh-ass salsa. Frito scoops preferred to dip in, but it's something about how the mayonnaise from the coleslaw mixes with the tomato juice from the salsa. I know I'm not describing, <laughs> describing this well at all, but if you are stoner or if you're into like mixing shit together, I urge you to try salsa because we did put slaw and salsa on the fish tacos and you're we like, oh my God, we're putting salsa on the tacos. They were really good. Um, but yeah, I think anything else with food and drink? Oh, the last thing with food and drink I will tell you about is like what I brought to Easter. Um, My family is not religious. I want to get that out there. Just a hard fact. Um, Easter is not a religious holiday. It's really just like a potluck hangout. And um, I hadn't been to my sister's house in so long um, and seen my nieces. And so very small gathering of uh, my family went over to my sister's house and I always bring the exact same salad on Easter. And I will say more people ate it this this time than any year before because usually I'm bringing like all of it home and eating it all week because no one ate it. But um, I will tell you exactly what's in it because it is so good. I actually do have a little bit of the leftovers left over and I can't wait to eat it. Um, it is arugula and then quinoa on top. And then the toppings kind of can vary, but you have to have grapes, like sliced grapes. Um, I do walnuts, but obviously any nut or seed could be comparable. Usually I do shaved red onion, but guess what I did this time, bitches? I put crispy onions from a bag on it and it was so good. So crispy onions or whatever onions you want, green onion would be really good on there too. And then I also did a little cherry tomatoes. Um, and then I used uh, feta as well. And then I used Josh's balsamic dressing. Something about quinoa with arugula is such a good texture combo. And I, I, guys, I literally have been bringing that to my Easter. I don't, probably for 10 years. Yeah. Probably for like almost, if not 10 years, almost 10 years. Um, I always bring a salad. I'm that bitch. I bring the salad to the family gatherings. I bring the vegetables to the family gatherings. I'm like, guys, I cannot just eat unhealthy food. I need some greens. I'm like literally that bitch but everyone ate it up this week, this weekend. So maybe it was a really good one because the crispy onions. Last thing I made for Easter was a TikTok recipe. Oh my fucking God. I'm the aunt who made a TikTok recipe for her nieces for Easter. That's me now, I'm TikTok aunt now. Um, but what was the recipe? I'm gonna call it unicorn trash. And I know that means nothing to you. Let me explain trash is what my family calls when you put i guess there's a, there's a million names for this what do you call this when there's chex mix and then it's covered in like a peanut butter chocolate mix and then you put powdered sugar we do peanuts as well and then you put powdered sugar over it and it's like some people call it puppy chow some people call it muddy buddies i think that's literally what chex sells it as is like bags of muddy buddies i'll never ever call it that in my fucking life please My family straight up calls it trash um, because when we were growing up and we made it at Nana and Pappy's house, we would literally shake it in a trash bag. We would shake the powdered sugar on it in a trash bag. But I remember back in the day when we had Easter, sometimes Nana would sneak like a bag of trash into our Easter basket and that was always the best. It was like, oh my God, a homemade treat. This is the fucking best. So I saw this recipe on TikTok and it was with It was like a play on trash, but it was Bugles instead of checks. which already I was on board. I'm like, okay, where are we going? Then you melt white chocolate and toss the Bugles in the white chocolate. I did a little salt in there too, just because I feel like white chocolate sometimes is like blah and you need it to like taste like something. So I did a little salt. And then you straight up shake Funfetti cake mix and extra sprinkles on top of the white chocolate coated Bugles. Guys. I know that you're not going to like buy the ingredients and make this, but if you ever need to make a child a treat or something, I know that's very specific, make this. I made it for the kids, but the adults kind of liked it way better. I don't even think the kids even tried it. Anyway, I'm going to be trying a lot more TikTok recipes now. I I kind of believe in them now. But anyway, I'm going to call that unicorn trash. (laughs) And also, please tell me what you, I'm going to ask this on Instagram, but what do you call that snack? We need to move in what I watched, what we watched this weekend. I teased this on Instagram a little bit ago. We watched Cruel Intentions. Now, I think we've all seen this movie, right? I mean, this is like a classic in my mind. I'm like, that's a classic. Um, And I've been listening to old episodes of Dunzo, which was my fave of the week, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, but guys, that's like a fave of the week every week of my life, Dunzo Pod that podcast is everything and when i when i run out of new podcasts to listen to i'll go back and listen to archived episodes and i last week i listened to like a Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Philippi episode cuz this is a celebrity old celebrity couple podcast And it was heavily discussed, um, Cruel Intentions, and it was just on the mind. And then I think something else came up and someone referenced it. And I was like, all right, Josh, let's just watch Cruel Intentions this week. And he was like, yeah, I'm so excited. I was like, yeah, I'm so excited. Like, it's so good. And I haven't seen it in so long. And it's so scandalous. No. And no. Okay, we watched this on Saturday night, which seems like a really appropriate Saturday night movie, right? Like Cruel Intentions. I don't, guys, I don't, I don't know where to even begin, Ryan Phillippe's acting, uh, first of all, they're all supposed to be in high school, which – obviously they don't look like they're in high school. I mean, Ryan Phillippe can kind of pass as like younger and so can Reese Witherspoon, but it's like not high school young. I appreciate that they're not greasing it and they're not making 40-year-old people play the high schoolers. But anyway, you're kind of already like, wait, are they in college or high school? Because I don't really understand this. And then Selma Blair is supposed to be like even younger than everybody. And Jesus Christ, that was a disturbing portrayal. (laughs) Um, I will say standout thing that I took away from this is Sarah Michelle Geller. Um why the fuck and Troy mentions this briefly on the episode of so I was listening to why the fuck did she not do more roles like that? Like that, that's Sarah Michelle Geller's only like bad girl role. And she fucking kills it. I believe her. I'm like that is how she is in real life. I need to hear from Freddie Prince Jr. I need to know what their marriage is like now. I'm like worried. Um but I could talk about Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Some of my friends know I have a lot of commentary on Freddie Prince Jr., but that's for another podcast. Um, But what I'm trying to get across is that Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe – I'm assuming that all of you have seen this. I'm not going to explain the plot. Everyone fucking knows what this movie is. But Ryan Philippi and Reese Witherspoon are supposed to literally be in love in this movie. And they have once <laughs> – I'm sorry once they've declared that they've probably had about 3 conversations total like in their entire lives um the only reason that she is even beginning to trust him is because one of her childhood friends who is closeted gay and Ryan Philippi is um blackmailing him into saying positive things about him to Reese Witherspoon um she believes that friend who's lying and that's part of the backbone of their relationship <laughs> It's like the the lies that this man has said about him. So anyway, by the time – oh my god, guys. It's like she's like – basically Reese Witherspoon is like, I'm going to be a virgin until I fall in love and get married. You know, that whole thing that some people believe in. Okay. And Ryan Phillippe is like, I'm going to have sex with whoever I want, whenever I want, and then move on because I'm a sociopath with no feelings. Um, that's basically the vibe of him. And – He convinces her. I mean, he's, okay, the movie claims that they fall in love for real. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, But by the time that they do end up having sex, because he's like, well, why can't we have sex if we're in love? You're such a hypocrite. Because you said once you're in love. I mean, he's brainwashing and gaslighting her to no end. And she just falls for it. And the first conversation that they have, by the way, is her being like, I'm not going to fall for this shit. (laughs) over the next like two conversations she just falls for that shit i'm just like what you had such a backbone in the beginning and now you're just like sucking his dick okay they're finally gonna have sex like he's he's convinced her and and she's like all right then let's just fucking do it and she like closes the door and locks it and then they're literally about to have sex she like she never shows anything you know reese witherspoon never shows anything And also, they're supposed to be in high school, so it's like, let's not show anything out of respect. But she, like, unbuttons her pajamas, and then he literally is like, I can't do this. And then he runs away. And I'm like, bitch, you just sat there, yelled in her face, telling her she was a hypocrite because you guys are in love. By the way, they've not even said I love you to each other. (laughs) He's just saying, we're in love. And you said when we're in love, we can have sex, you bitch. So then she's like, okay. And then by the time it's about to happen, he cries and runs away. It's like that girl's gonna be fucked up for life about sex, about relationships, about men. She should just quit men now. Actually, if there was a wait, there is a cruel intentions too. I hope that she's a lesbian in the in the next movie. Um anyway, I just it was me and Josh were in shock. We were in shock at how bad it was. It did not hold up at all. Um josh jackson having the blonde hair the beach blonde hair uh was like kind of also a great takeaway um because that was one of the inspirations josh loves dawson's creek that did not come up on last podcast but josh loves dawson's creek and he loves josh jackson and so the last movie we watched shit what movie is he in where he has blonde hair is it rules of attraction i don't even know i'm not even gonna go there but that was kind of the inspiration for me to bleach Josh's hair last time. And Josh like saw his hair and he's like, oh, 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 it's kind of coming up again. Like we need, and I'm like, all right, I'll bleach your hair again, boo. You can look like 99 Josh Jackson. Um, That was also a good little moment. Uh, I mean, there's just, you know, the iconic kissing scene between Selma Blair and Sarah Michelle Gellar. First of all, me and josh noticed this sarah michelle geller is the one that's like come on you need to practice like you like you need to practice on your friends or you won't know how to kiss um that's not a thing i'm here to like set the record straight i really don't think that's a thing didn't happen in my life but i didn't have sex while i was like in my 20s (laughs) so (laughs) maybe people did do that but as they're kissing sarah michelle geller told selma blair that she needed to use tongue she's like let me tell you how to kiss with tongue and yet during the kiss selma blair is the only one whose tongue is moving let me tell you and that is something that you cannot deny when you see that scene anyway what what a letdown like it yes it was like campy fun it wasn't even that campy it was literally so, they were acting like so serious about it. And the music that they play when dramatic things happens, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, oh, they think this is so serious. Anyway, I cannot suggest that you watch it. I literally can't. But I know that some of you are going to be tempted to rewatch it because you hadn't seen it in so long like I hadn't. Please let me know what you think if you do that. Guys, it is so stupid. It's so stupid, and me and Josh were like, "Let's just erase from our memory that we even rewatched it." Like that's like, guys, we watch stupid shit all the time. Like we are, we are literally in the middle of rewatching Saw backwards. I told you that last week, and yet, Cruel Intentions is a no. <laughs> I just, I just had to talk about it because I think that I would have gone on in my life being like, "Oh, Cruel Intentions is a classic. It's so good." I beg to differ. And now I'm worried about other movies that I say that about. I'm like, do I need to rewatch every movie I haven't seen in so long in love? Okay. I think it's time for a break. <laughs> I need I need to cool down. I need to I need to cool down for my cruel intentions. Speech. When I come back, <laughs> guys we're we're basically gonna do the same thing, but for law and order organized crime. Except it's the opposite, because spoiler alert, I loved it. All right, we're gonna go into a break. I'll come back and we'll get right into the return of Elliot Stapler, my boyfriend. Okay. If you know me, like personally. <laughs> I think that you will know I have a full-blown obsession with Law & Order SVU. Now, this is like a nostalgic show. It's an iconic show for life. Um, Something that like every person just had, like growing up when you had like cable and it was a weekend and you're like, oh, I'm just going to like stay home and like clean my house and shit. And just like the, the USA marathons of SVU that is a nostalgic era of time i will never get back since i don't have tv anymore (laughs) um streaming streaming only but a few years ago i I mean shocked that i'm saying a few years ago now because it feels like it was like last year me and josh decided okay we're going to start from the beginning from the beginning and we are going to watch every episode consecutively of law and order svu now, how many seasons how many episodes and seasons is that oh um well it's in its 22nd season right now how many episodes 434. now yes that's including this current season so let's just subtract like five let's say we've watched 430 episodes of law and order svu this overtook our lives It was all we thought about. We could literally recognize, like we would watch any show and be like, oh, that guy was in season 13 of Law & Order SVU. Like it it got really bad, but like in a good way. We were so into it. It was like all we talked about. Literally during the beginning of quarantine, a way to take up our times when we would go on walks, we would like make a cocktail, go on a walk, and then we would write new seasons of law and order svu as we were like day drinking around like because we had so many thoughts and so many ideas of like who needs to come back who needs to leave who needs to change roles like the writing has gone downhill the writing ever since stabler left (laughs) it was just downhill and it was just we still continue to watch it but it was just kind of like god this is this is getting kind of bad especially the past i would say like five seasons overall it is a very important show to us and we we started watching the first episode of season 22 because it came it came out recently like it was like during COVID times the writing was so forced and bad that we couldn't we couldn't continue i was like josh i think i'm done with this show i know that is so sad for us to say out loud but like the writing the writing is how do i explain this to you when i watch a current season of law and order svu i am picturing 50 to 60 year old white men in a room writing this show trying to sound cool and appealing to 20-some-year-old people because the lingo they use... (laughs) And in the context they use it, I'm like, show me the face of the person who wrote this. They have no idea what they're fucking talking about. Also, the plot lines are so boring and it's overly dramatic and they don't even talk about like the people we want to know about. Like, we need some airtime for Ice-T. He's like the best part of the fucking show. He gets billed under Rollins, by the way. I could just go on a rant about this. Like, SVU downhill. But... As a lot of you, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you are an SVU fan. I don't know. I just couldn't assume that. This week, Thursday, last Thursday, there was a crossover, two-hour crossover. There was an episode of Law & Order SVU, and then it led into the new show, Law & Order Organized Crime, which is starring Elliot Stabler, aka Chris Maloney. First of all, who the fuck doesn't love Chris Maloney? In anything he shows up in, it is so good. It is so good. Uh, When I watched Harold and Kumar and he popped up, best part ever. Um, How about in Wet Hot American Summer? Do not forget him. In that movie, you can't. So anyway, just love Chris Maloney off the bat. And I also love that so many roles that he did in movies are so different from Elliot Stabler, like, I guess on purpose, but also just because he's multifaceted and we do not need to put him in the role of just Elliot Stabler. But as I said before, the show really went downhill after he left. And so people were like, oh, he's coming back. Oh, he has a whole new fucking show where he's the star. So me and Josh were like really looking forward to this. We're like, finally, some fucking good news in the world. (laughs) Return of Elliot Stabler. So on Sunday, we decided to watch the two episodes. We watched the Law & Order episode where he was going to be like cameoing on. And then the next episode was the first episode of Law & Order Organized Crime. There are many things we were wondering. We were wondering, is there going to be a different theme song? Is it going to be the same theme song? Um, You know, the theme song of Law & Order SVU is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, period. There is when you hear it out of context you stop what you're doing and you are just you're just in it i become the fucking music i'm like what if i literally sat here and did i won't but i could i could sing i could like mouth sing the noises of the law and order svu theme song so you know we were we were very We were kind of hesitant because we had hated SVU so much and we were worried. They were like, cool, who's writing this new show? Like, is it just the same fucking writers? Like, we were just so worried. So we put on the SVU and, guys, it was bad. Even though it was the return of Elliot and Stabler and we hadn't seen him in so long, the way that he was written, he was like a little pussy bitch. And, like – Yes, he still had his little outbursts and stuff, but like overall, it was just too dramatic and too melodramatic and just, I didn't care. Even though his wife was dying, spoiler alert, I didn't care because the writing is pure trash. Whoever the fuck is writing Law & Order SVU needs to be literally fired and I will start writing Law & Order SVU. I guarantee you I will get the ratings to go up. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. I'm just going to jump in right into Law & Order or Organized Crime. First of all, I loved it. Me and Josh both loved it. It was like it was like the vibes of OG Law & Order SVU. I was like, "Oh, we're back. Oh, we are back. Stabler's back. I'm back. I'm more interested now." And as you know, me and Josh love reading the credits. Who do we see? I had, had no idea about this, guys. Going in, no idea. Obviously, Dick Wolf was the exec- one of the executive producers, obviously. Um, who is the other executive producer uh, slash writer slash creator of this show? Eileen Chaikin. I think I'm saying her name right. Eileen Chaikin, maybe. Who is the creator of the L word? What? how did that crossover happen was she just a big fan of law and order svu was like hey i've got some ideas a la me and josh but also you know we have a deep love of the l word we were freaking out i was like oh my god and like this is in the opening credits i was like i think this is going to be good josh like new executive producers she was the writer on this episode her and dick wolf wrote this episode i'm like oh my god and i'm i'm telling you that was part of why it was so good I'm telling you, Um, I just cannot – I can't stress enough how much it reminded me of the old SVUs. Like I wanted to know what was coming next. Like Law and Order SVU now is like – I don't even – I want it to end. I turn it on. I'm like, when does it end? Law & Order Organized Crime, when it ended I was like, oh my god, no, I want more I literally looked at Josh, I was like, I don't want it to end He was like, yeah, it was fucking good So if you were a Law & Order SVU fan Even from like nostalgia reasons Back in the day, definitely Check out Law & Order Organized Crime Oh, can I tell you One of the best parts The theme song Not only, it it is It it is the Law & Order SVU Song, but it's remixed (laughs) It's remixed. I am smiling so hard telling you this because, like, that is – you guys know I love remixes. Guys, that is everything I could have asked for. It was, like, hints of the original song that I love so much with, like, new flavor added. Oh, my God. 10 out of 10 for organized crime. Dick Wolf, fire every staff writer on SVU. Hire me and Josh. Uh, We're available soon. (laughs) also okay one last thing one last thing that is slightly off topic but i can't talk about dick wolf and not talk about the names of his children do you know the names of dick wolf's children okay i'm googling it right now okay he's got four and what's gonna kill you one of them's named olivia one of them is named elliot and then the other two are just named serena and rex okay okay he named two of his children olivia and elliot i can't take that information and then the other two obviously he just didn't care about he was like yeah rex and um selena okay i just had to tell you that also um oh my god i could really talk about dick wolf's wikipedia page that is for i mean guys i'm going on so many tangents today i really have to rein it back but dick wolf's wikipedia page first of all i think he had if not the most one of the most notorious divorces like most expensive most drawn out um of all time divorces and so also his name's fucking dick wolf dick wolf dick wolf okay um yeah, I just I had to talk about Law and Order. First of all in general, but second of all because I want you to ditch Law and Order SVU and I want you to move right along to Law and Order Organized Crime. And I'm really glad that me and Josh now have a show. It's really rare that we have a show that we watch like weekly, like that comes on weekly, so that'll be exciting too. Every Sunday. Next, it's kind of pertaining, my next segment's kind of pertaining. Going to talk about my jury duty baby. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> You saw on instagram this week i posted on my story that i got summoned for jury duty i'm 28 i've never been summoned for jury duty i'm not gonna lie to you i kind of always have wanted to it's something that i've always wanted to be chosen for and never have except for during a pandemic no thank you uh i've got a lot going on uh, i'm not interested now is not the time. Why did I get picked now? A lot a lot of questions are going through my head. As I was filling out the paperwork, it's like not that much paperwork. You have to fill out your basic information. And at the end, at the at the bottom, they gave you a very small area to write if you need to be excused, why you should be excused. And it's tiny guys. I had to write so much shit and I just it was such a small amount of, I, I like gave good reasons. you know, like I wasn't bullshitting them. I was like, look, Now's not the time, bitch. But it got me thinking. In a dream world, what would I actually tell them on that little space? What would I write in (laughs) to let them know that maybe jury duty is not right for me. Maybe you should just skip me. Maybe you should just throw this in the trash. Maybe you should light it on fire. Um, And I've come up with a few points that I think are really valid then w- If I didn't think it would like legally get me in trouble, I would probably have written any of these. So let's just get that out of the way. I wrote a real answer. Also, the fact that I'm talking about this on my podcast already, is that illegal? Who knows? Maybe it'll get some more, um, some more listeners if I like get the courts to start listening. Also, I'm going to refer to things as like the courts because I don't really know a lot of court lingo, <laughs> legal jargon. I'm not up on my legal jargon. So the courts is like the government, I guess. I don't fucking know. Okay, what I wish I had written on my jury duty excuse form. I would love to have talked about my period. I would have loved to have written... I swear I did not see the spot where you guys ask for my cycle schedule, um, which is going to be important because if I'm going to be your juror, you are going to want to know when I'm on my period. Day one of my period, everyone is guilty of murder. Day two of my period, about 50% of people are guilty of murder. Whether I listen to the testimony or not, if I'm on day one of my period, everyone's going to jail and everyone's going to die basically. I would love to give them the option of you should definitely schedule me for to be a juror on like the day, like two weeks after I get my period. Like I'm a bitch before, during, and after. Which leads me to my second point. I should have written I'm genuinely so fucking annoying to be around. If you were trapped in a room with me for more than an hour, you would want to die yourself and you would want to go on trial to try to leave My presence, anything. I could just talk up about, like, oh yeah. I hope you're okay with period talk because I'm gonna be talking about it a lot. Also, like, where did you get your first period? Because mine was in an Applebee's, and I will talk to you about that at length. Um, I could just go off on top. We'd be like, I hope you're okay with these topics: IBS, diarrhea, period, sex, all of my favorite topics. Okay. Also, I could have said, speaking of diarrhea. I could be like, did mm, so I didn't, I didn't see the bathroom schedule on this piece of paper. And depending on what you guys provide for my lunch, in parentheses, I hope it's good because if I'm going to be missing my own lunch to be coming here, you better provide me with one and it better not give me diarrhea. Close parentheses. I will need approximately about 10 bathroom breaks to have diarrhea during the day at any given time, especially if I'm drinking coffee which you're going to want me to be on coffee because I'm going to be so stoned that if I don't have, I don't know, is there like a juror buddy system that can take notes for me and then text them to me at the end of the day? Because otherwise I'm not going to remember shit. I'm going to need a lot of recaps. So because I'm going to show up to court high, not remember anything, I'm going to need to have the coffee. And then the coffee's going to cause a lot of diarrhea. So I really could have elaborated on that and been like, hi, arrow, coffee, arrow, arrow, diarrhea arrow 10 bathroom breaks minimum per day because honestly someone with ibs like what are you gonna do if you're in the middle of a fucking court system and it and it and it happens i'm just saying you can't stop it you can't make it go back up also i would laugh at the most inappropriate times at the most inappropriate comments um I will laugh at people in the wrong way and the court will not like me. I kind of view the court system as like a little bit like a church. Like, is my skin going to burn when I walk into the court system? Is it going to tingle a little bit? Should I be removed? Also, I think it would be really funny if I literally wrote in the in the comment section, like, okay, so how soon after their testimony can I interview the witnesses for my podcast? Also, as a judge, are you willing to come on my podcast? Because I have a lot of questions for a judge. Oh my God. I could literally be like, okay, so I'm already talking about this on my podcast. Number one, is that allowed? Number two, how much can I say on my podcast? I don't feel like that's ever been an issue for the courts. Like, hey, um, I don't think we can select this girl because, like, she says she's literally going to talk about everything on her podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I could get away with it because no one over there would ever find my podcast. Oh, my God, guys. Now I'm kind of wanting to be a juror. Now I'm kind of wanting it. I don't know. I don't know. I have the power though. Don't, don't think that I don't have the power. If if they, okay. If they come at me with like, all right, well, we, we selected you. I'm going to be like, okay, well, like you've signed up for this living hell. You did this to yourself. I gave you, I gave you an out. I was trying to save you. Ooh! Also, oh my God! Think about how much I would. Oh my God! I could like interrupt the trial and be like, "I'm sorry, but on SVU, uh, this was not allowed." So I'm just gonna have to judge. Is that allowed? Because I watched every episode of Law and Order SVU, and they're not allowed to do that. So I just, I just want to make sure, Judge, that um, they can do that because Elliot was not allowed. I'm like, do you guys abide by the like the Benson Stabler rules or no? Um, are we are we familiar? Um. I would stand up and be like, who's the closest person to Elliot Stabler in this room? I need to talk to you right now. I need you to come over here. Oh, my God. Also, I could be like, I'm just extremely judgmental. And if I find out that anybody, anybody on this stand has um, is an active video game player, they're going to be guilty to me. They're guilty. They're guilty of the crime. I don't trust anybody who plays video games. And if I sense, even in the outfit you're wearing, that you do play video games, I'm already judging you. Is that bad, courts? Also, do you think that anybody has gotten out of jury duty about lying about who they've slept with? Like... Oh my god imagine like i assume at some point like you're selected i don't know how this goes but i assume you're selected to be a juror and then you're like given the deets of the case what if you like what if you like pulled the judge aside and you're like okay i'm sorry but like this is like a little bit awkward but like i have fucked the defendant like many times like you know on the dl like don't talk about it but like is that is that a conflict um are we are we supposed to have no sexual history or is that, you know, you know, it does sway my opinion. Uh you could, I could tell you about the sex, but I could save that for the for the stand. Do I get to go on the stand and say that I got to have sex with him? Like what what's the deal here? Do you think that people have gotten out of jury duty that way? Are you allowed to have a sexual past with someone that you I don't think so. I don't fucking think so. Oh my god, there's so many ways to get out of jury duty. It's endless. There's endless ways. I love it. Wow. I mean, now I'm kind of into it. So who knows? Maybe I will get picked for jury duty. Maybe I won't. Um, Either way, you'll definitely be hearing about it. I don't know if that's good or bad information, but it's kind of exciting, kind of annoying. What What a weird combination of feelings. Have you ever been a juror? Definitely let me know if you have any scandalous juror stories because I'm pretty sure after it's done, you're allowed to gossip about it. Also, if you're in one right now, you can secretly tell me and I won't tell anybody. And I definitely won't talk about it on my podcast. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> I could go on for a while. When I come back, I got to tell y'all my fave of the week, which is an album this week. Be right back, bitches. All right, fave of the week. This week, it's a Herbie Hancock album from 1973 called Headhunters. Herbie Hancock is a jazz guy, but like cool, like soul jazz. Like it's good. Um, This is only four songs, but he – so it's four songs, but it's 41 minutes long. Like it's long songs. It's really good for like it's a nice day out and you want to like listen to music that's like I love a non-lyrical, like you know, slash instrumental where you can kind of just get lost in it, and it's like, I don't know, it's like the song is a backdrop for your thoughts. Is that so stupid to say? But last Monday, I had some energy and I had some time, so I walked over to Fan Thrift, and I played this album while I walked there, and it was just like, I was just in a good fucking mood. Um, The whole reason I discovered this is because last weekend – me and Josh were listening to WRIR. Our favorite show is on Sundays from one to three, Mellow Madness, literally my ideal kind of music. Every week I'm obsessed. And like, we're always usually just like free around one to three to like listen to the radio, which I love. And we were listening to this song and it was like going on for so long. we were like, this song is so fucking good. Like, what is this? And it ended up being, I looked it up and it was um, Chameleon by Herbie Hancock. Um, it is like 15 minutes long, 14, 15 minutes long. And it's just so good. And I love a song that changes vibes a little bit. Like, I don't know it, like a jazz song from start to finish can change in so many ways. I love it. This album is so good. So anyway, we're obsessed with this album, obsessed with this song. I've been listening to it anytime I go like on a walk, I'm like, I have to listen to this. Um, and then the guy from Churchill that was so weird this weekend, like he posted a picture of like, oh, hey, I have these new albums and like, you know, no holds, come on in. That's the, that's the record he posted is the one that we had recently discovered from listening to WIR. And then like, I played it all week and then he posted that he had it. So that was a weird synchronicity. Um, but he didn't have it. Unfortunately, obviously he said, oh, I could sell 10 of those in like five seconds. Like he was like, the second I get that it sells. And I'm like, God damn it. So I bet it was probably out of my price range, but it was so weird that like, I had never discovered this album. WIR introduces it to me. I can't stop playing it. And then that guy has it this week. So I guess it's like, I guess it's something that like a lot of people know about and it's well known and I'm just new to it, but super recommend you listen to this. Um, I don't know. It's just a good chill jazz album. There's only four songs, like I said. Chameleon, Watermelon Man. everybody I feel like everyone knows Watermelon Man. Sly and Vein Melter. Ooh. So anyway, that's what I've been bumping on my walks this week. Um, I'm usually a podcast girl when I go on walks, but something about listening to jazz while you're walking around is like, it helps you clear your head in a way. But yeah definitely I posted I posted um chameleon to my Instagram story it should still be up um when I post this not if you're listening to this late <laughs> I'm just kidding I totally don't care when anyone listens to this like I actually really like it when people are like oh I've been catching up on Gray's world and I'm like oh my god that's so like nice that people can like listen to more than one in a row and not hate it I'm just so honored. Um, but anyway, that's definitely my favorite of the week. I'm probably going to go on a walk later and listen to that album again. Um, I really wish we'd gotten it on vinyl, but it's not a big deal. We'll find it again when we go. It'll be, like, a fun thing to, like, uncover one day when we're record shopping. Okay, well, that was Grace's World. That was a glimpse into my world this week. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of crazy, but fun. Um, I hope that the tiredness from the vaccine is done and i don't know have a good week guys let me know if you guys watch cruel intentions um i don't recommend it but let me know if you do it let me know if you have seen law and order organized crime and let me know if you have been a juror before because i need to i might need to know what's coming my way all right guys i will see you next week love you guys see ya bye